Today, my guest is Rob Baumhover. He's the director of EGM Retail. Rob, welcome to the program, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Rob, before we get started, I thought it would be a good idea for you to maybe give a high-level overview of just what exactly BGM Retail is and what it does for our members. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, BGM Retail started um, about eight and a half years ago, so we've been around for a little while. Um, The direction of it was BGM looking to help its members diversify its business into, into retail. Sure. So we've created a bunch of services throughout the years. Um, if someone's looking to uh, get into retail for the first time or they've been in retail for a while, um, help them in terms of any avenue to help them with that piece of their business. So, Rob, I've heard the word retail tossed around quite a bit lately within the halls of VGM. Can you provide some clarity for me? What is retail to you and how do you see it fitting into the DME POS industry exactly? Yeah, great question. Because no matter who you ask, I think they have a different opinion on what retail really does mean. To me, in its simplest form, is the selling of products for cash, where there's an interaction between an employee and a customer, the employee uncovering a need and a want from that customer, and then on the reverse side of that, where a customer receives an unforgettable service from that employee. It has and will continue to fit perfectly in the HME in industry for a couple of reasons. First, HMEs have a captured audience via their referrals. This audience is often a new customer who may be a little scared and confused when coming into the showroom. Why might, they, why might the customer be nervous or afraid, Rob? What are some of the reasons why they might come to the showroom with a certain amount of timidity? Yeah, because they've been told for the first time that this is something that they're going to be needing potentially for the rest of their life. Mm. Another reason is is our members, the HME providers, have an array of products that they are, can offer to the customers. I've noticed that there is a lot of fear and concern lately from DMEs about Amazon, Walmart. These big boxers are starting to to come into this, come into our space and they're starting to offer uh, products and in some cases even services that are related to our industry. So why do you suppose it is that the big boxers are starting to carry products that traditionally have simply been offered by DME and HME providers, Rob? Yeah, they're, they're no different than any other you know, successful business out there. They're strictly reacting to trends and numbers that they're analyzing. So a couple of those trends that we see, our, our population continues to age. Mm-hmm. So with that is there's a much bigger need than there was in the past for these type of products. Yep. And those big box retailers have their finger on that pulse. Another trend um, that we see in the market is, is individuals' insurance plans changing. And with that change in the insurance plan, they're needing to pay more out of pocket for those type of products. Okay, so they're looking for something a little less expensive, maybe. Again, yeah, having a need for some products that wasn't there in the past. Yeah, and one last trend that we're, that we're really seeing is, is the fact that folks are spending more and more time in front of their phone. Oh, yeah. And they want the ease of convenience and quick delivery. So one recommendation we have for you know our members is making sure that they have that ease for the customer via a website 
or a website that connects to a phone that customers can do the same thing via their via their website. Sure, I think that's one of the big things that we we hear is you know how do I grapple with Amazon Prime? How do I how do I grapple with Walmart's just got it on their shelf and they're they're right. sitting there. So right, and and, and there's so many we, ways our members providers can be so different than the big box. And that's the one key that I really talk a lot when we're educating folks. Well, I'm going to start picking your brain about that a little yeah. bit then, Rob. So if one of our one of our members or if somebody listening to this podcast wants to differentiate themselves in the marketplace by bringing a retail offering in addition to the other services that they provide, what are the best what are the best practices or the ways that you would recommend that they get started doing that? Yeah, um, the first is be very strategic around what they're carrying. A lot of times when people talk about retail, they're more comfortable just going out and buying a couple products here and there and saying, I'm doing retail. So being strategic around, A, what's, what's your bread and butter? You know, what's driving your business? From a product standpoint, as I like to look at it as, is they already own the market. Our member already owns the market in, in one particular category. Um, I'm big into respiratory. That's my bread and butter. Majority of my business is in respiratory. So what can I carry within that category that that carries over to a cash product? Okay. That that is incremental product, as we like to call it, that kind of adds on to that particular sale. Okay, that sounds smart. What else? Another another big thing is the experience. A lot of times, if you walk into a a big box store. You're probably not being greeted or getting a lot of questions answered in regards to something that you went in there for. Sure. So we talk a lot about that's how they can be different than the big box store. That's what makes them different. They have the expertise. They have the knowledge when it comes to those products making sure that they provide that and they talk to that with those customers. Sure. Somebody at Walmart isn't going to be able to come out and answer all the questions about their oxygen machine or their orthotic brace Correct. or whatever right. it is that they're looking for. They're probably lucky to know what aisle it's in, right? <laughs> sure. So again, that's, that's a huge benefit. Um, and what folks are looking for, they're more willing to pay a little extra because they got the service that they were looking for. Sure. Especially since you, you mentioned there earlier in the episode, I imagine that going somewhere where there's going to be somebody who knows what they're talking about is going to go a long way toward dealing with that apprehension that they have as they go looking for this product that they may now need, as you said, for the rest of their days. Yeah, correct. And, and, and they're going to maybe research it online, but they're going to go into the store and look for someone that can help answer those those questions. Sure. What other tips might you offer to somebody who's looking to put out a retail offering, Rob? I think the other the other big piece is is is, is and I hinted on this a little bit before is is know what the competition is doing, which can really set them apart. And what I mean by that is not so much what are they doing for sales, which would be nice to know, but what are they doing in terms of categories and products because then they can carry products and categories or even vendor partners that are different to make them again differentiate themselves from the competition making them the go-to place for a particular category or for a particular product we're not carrying just any product we're carrying this product which is the best 
and we know because of our expertise is the best in the field and Correct. it comes from this reputable vendor partner. Correct. Correct. Okay. Rob, one of the things that I know uh, has become kind of a hot topic when it comes to uh, retail in our particular space is the idea of incremental sales. So why are those important and can you fill us in on what exactly that means for the listeners who might not have heard that term before? Yeah, what we call, I like to call it incremental sales, but another way of saying it is add-on sales. Okay. So I hinted on it a little bit earlier. I'm I'm big into respiratory. So a couple of examples of an incremental product would be a soul clean machine, a CPAP pill. Those are all add-on products to the mask that someone would be coming in for. Why that's important for multi, a couple of different reasons. A, you're servicing that customer. You're giving them an experience, again, that a big box or an Amazon wouldn't be able to do. We know what the best product is to pair with the products that we've already offered you before. Correct. Okay. Correct. Another big one, and this is what everyone's looking for, is it helps pad their bottom line. Adding those incremental products to a sale pads the their P&L and their, their revenue. Okay. Okay. Certainly. So what are the absolute essential things that somebody should know and understand if they're thinking about starting a retail program so that they don't walk into this blindly. I imagine there are some potential pitfalls. There are some things that, that they will want to consider strongly before they attempt to order some stock and start making this sort of offering. Right. Yeah, there's a couple things and, and, and probably could lead us into a couple other different podcasts um, <laughs> because we could we could be here a while talking about them. But I've hinted on on kind of the three biggies. The first first and foremost is the product selection and the categories within the store. Um, that's absolutely first and foremost. Making um, sure maybe those things are adjacent to the sorts of things you've already been offering. Correct. Correct. So how do you go about selecting those categories? How do you go about selecting the products within those categories is, is first and foremost. Secondly, hinted on a little bit is the experience that one provides. This is between these two things, this is what really can set someone off over the big box. Why would I come into an HME versus a big box? Um, lastly, an inventory management is important. So um, someone that, that is on your staff that looks at uh, inventory um, sales on a regular basis is, is crucial to, to, to one's business. Sure, and that makes a lot of sense because if you, if you have mismanaged inventory, you might up, end up spending a lot of money warehousing things that are just going to sit and we know how quickly things change in this space. So if the next greatest version of a product comes out and you're sitting on you know 10,000 units of the old one. <laughs> Correct. A lot of dollars can be held up in old inventory. Sure. And once that's happening, you don't have the dollars to use on new inventory, fresh inventory to drive that, that new business. What does good inventory management look like, Rob? What are the what sort of people, what sort of tools are required to make sure that you really avoid that pitfall of getting a bunch of your capital tied up in stuff that you're not going to be able to move? Yeah, I highly recommend looking at sales on a daily basis. If it can't be done on a daily basis, at least weekly. Someone that sits back and analyzes what's selling and what's not selling 
kind of that 80 20 rule sure um, 20% of my you know 20% of my my stock should be held up in in, in in that good good moving product okay what about tools Rob so for my listener who's saying like well you know we're just a small family-owned practice and we're not really looking to bring on additional staff or bring on somebody who might be an inventory management expert yeah. are there things that can be acquired by somebody in that situation that might software products or anything like that that might help them to to point them in the right direction let them see what it is that they're selling so that they can make good decisions yeah there's there's lots of point of sale systems out there that tie into their their billing software sure um, there's also ones that are separate than their billing software and a lot of them have a nice inventory management program that can be run by the average average employee um, that would pull the report, take a look at the report, and be able to give some feedback to the owner um, or the manager um, to make make adjustments um, with that inventory. Okay. We're coming up to the end of our time here, Rob. What haven't we covered? Do you have any final thought or thing that you'd like to share with our listeners before we sign off? Yeah. The one thing with retail is, is it, can, it can sound very scary. And, and when we talk about big box... Scares a lot of people sure. of, of getting into retail. Why should I start offering products when there are behemoths out there that are offering the same sort of stuff? And correct. And, and the best thing, the best advice I can give someone is: is there's such a such an opportunity, and that they have the customer base um, that trusts them and respect them coming into their showroom, and, and that's the key in for setting them apart from anyone else. It's what's going to set them apart from any big box. It's going to make them successful. So if they follow a couple of those basic steps and in getting into cash products and grow their business that way, they'll be very successful in the long run. Somebody listening, Rob, is curious about this and wants to get a hold of VGM Retail so that they can ask some questions and make sure that they're going about this the right way. What's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, there's there's two ways you can you can look at it, look at us online www.bgmretailservices.com so our website or you can call us at 855-831-8470 and we can help you with whatever needs you're looking for. Fantastic. Well, Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure having you on the show and I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me.